0: Stick around to the end of the show in about 20 minutes and I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing marketing podcasts. Let's go.
1: Hello and welcome to the Leverage to Scale podcast. I am your host and I'm here today with Mike Searock. Go ahead, Mike, tell us about who you are, what you do and what your business is.
2: First of all, Katie, thank you for having me on your show and allow me to share with your audience. I uh, always like to express gratitude and uh, appreciation. Um, I'm a division area manager for Nations Lending, a home loan company. Uh, I also am the CEO of a company called People Building, Inc., which focuses on building people in a whole bunch of different areas, but really basically helping businesses invest in their people and develop their people so that their businesses can thrive. Uh, So I've been doing the the mortgage business since 2006, real estate prior to that. And I went from my partner and I, my best friend, uh, two of us, to 40 employees, And so now we are just massively scaling and working on not only just the mortgages, but also building our people.
1: Awesome. So what's the reason that you got into that? What, like, you know, what happened that you were like, you know, I really want to do this. I want to grow my own business.
2: Well, I was in sales since 1998. I was in the, like in-home sales kind of business and learning how to close deals that night when you went out to the house and did a presentation and it was, it was a grind and I did it for nine years. And at some point, I was just thinking to myself, this isn't me. You know, I wasn't thriving. I wasn't engaged anymore. I wasn't uh, really being as successful as I could. I just felt like that I wasn't reaching for my potential. And anytime you're not reaching for your potential, I feel that you'll have some sort of anxiety. You'll have some sort of incompleteness, so to speak. And so I decided to get into real estate because I had some friends that that were in real estate, and they were thriving. And I said, man, I like this idea. So in 2005, I did. And right off the bat, the first year, I was a top producing uh, real estate agent, buyer and seller side listings, and came to the realization that I don't like driving people around the houses. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel like, I, don't, I, I wasn't a tour guide. I want to build something. And I couldn't build what I was trying to do at that moment. So my best friend, Chris, who I'm now business partners with, was doing the mortgages for my clients. And I said, hey, Chris, I want to get in the mortgage business. I want to build a business. And he's like, no, 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 stay where you are. Because uh, Chris Short's his name. I'll give him a shout out. But um, when I when I said that to him, he was worried because I was one of his one top producing real estate agent. And so I just pressed through anyway. It was persistent. And then he invited me aboard. And I drove for five years. This is what happens when you commit to something and you burn the ships. For five years, I drove an hour and a half each way to work yeah. and wasn't getting home, like leaving at seven in the morning, wasn't getting home until nine o'clock at night. My, you know, I had a new wife. I had a, a son that was young, you know, a baby. So it was trying times, but I was committed to getting it done and getting to this point where I could build something and help other people and take care of my family, obviously. So uh, after, that was in 2006. After that, um, from 2006 on, we we were kind of at a company for 12 years and got jerked around with money, so to speak. I'll keep that story out of it for right now. And two years ago, we found Nations Lending and Nations Lending, the culture the focus on people is what sold me on coming into that platform and building my company with them, and so we've been doing that for about two and a half years now. Actually, and scaled from when we started, eight hundred percent with the uh, the tactics and the growth that we we uh, we focus on and the people building.
1: Wow, that's amazing! And um, I've heard that you've been in business now for a while, as you said. So we're going to hear a lot of interesting stories and learn about a lot about you know how you've grown and what happened. Um, but I'm going to ask you, so you said two and a half years. In that two and a half years, you know, every entrepreneur kind of has that moment where you're like, wow, you know, this was that dream that I had years ago. And it's really like, I'm doing it. Like, was that, was, did that ever happen to you? Did you, did you ever have like, I mean, not, it's not like, oh, that specific moment, you know, July 12th, you know, but did you ever feel that?
2: Yeah. So here's the thing. When I was, uh, started off as a loan officer and I was building my own little individual business. But what I thought about myself is it's like, that's too small of a game for me. I, I can't help enough people and do what I want to do. Let me take you back a few years, 30 years ago uh, or so. I'm not going to give you the exact number, but I came from a broken home. I don't remember my parents together. So when, in growing up, I grew up with the every other weekend thing with my parents. Some of your audience may relate to that. Uh, the custody battle, the conflict with the child support, all that. Well, when I decided after living with my dad for three years that I just didn't want to live in that environment anymore after going through some emotional and, and psychological abuse, I decided to get out of there. My mom filed court papers to get me to get custody of me when I was 11. Well, I came home from school one day, and my dad had found this out, and he wasn't very happy. And, you know, my dad was my hero. I looked up to him, you know, as a, kid, a young boy would. And, you know, he was a Mason. So I have these bricks back here as a, as symbolism for him being a Mason laying brick and pouring concrete, he had a successful company. And he always had this wad, of hundred dollar bills in his pocket. And I always looked up to him for that, for the things that money got us for the trips, the, the cars, the whatever. Right. And we had it pretty well there. Now, when I decided to move with my mom's, so my mom didn't have it that well, but I was more interested in a good environment, a good culture. I didn't know the word culture back then, but just, it wasn't conducive to happiness there. Right. So when my dad found this out, Katie, he pulled the wide hundred dollar bills out and he says, okay, if that's what you want to do, he peeled one off and crumpled it up and threw it at me and said, you're going to need this when you're living on the streets with your mother one day. Now I tell you this, not to bash my dad, this is my story that I go through. And I want to share this with you because of the impact. I don't know what was going through his mind. I don't know all the stories that was, were going on, but what happened at that moment was I realized that I'm stubborn and I'm not going to let him win. I'm never going to need that money. So, a fire was lit inside of me to prove him wrong, to prove something to him. And I've been fueling off of that for 30 some years now. The other thing I thought about at that moment, as an 11 year old, mind you, is I can't be the only one in this situation. See, coming from a broken home and dealing with all that stuff was normal to me. That's the only thing I ever knew. And so, when I thought about this happening, I said, This can't be the only time this has happened. This is kind of, it's got to be normal, right? So, I said, I'm going to help others that have gone through this similar situation feel like they've been given up on, they had the towel thrown in on them. And you know, if you ever seen the movie Rocky, Rocky never gave up when Rocky got knocked down and keep coming back, keep coming back. And that's how I felt like my life is no matter what happens to me, I'm going to keep coming back and I'm going to keep coming back harder. And so that fire was lit in me. So what happened when I translate that into business, business and entrepreneurship is up and down or it can be, especially when you first start, right, Katie? Yeah. So that, comeback or i would call resilience has been my catalyst for the success that we've had in the business that we've had and i always tell that story just to, to give people you know a frame of reference of where i come from and so my number one rule is to turn all setbacks letdowns any negativity into rocket fuel for your future and once you become aware of this concept no matter what you come into no matter what you run across you understand that this is just fuel for you and it changes your life
1: right wow yeah. I think that's like a really great testament. And um, we're actually going to get to kind of some like really hard moments like business-wise in a second. But I think, you know, sticking with that, like, you know, the hard moments and like that hardness is temporary. Like you can get through it, you can push through it and it'll be better on the other side. Um, but before we get to that, what is your motivation to keep growing your business and to
2: keep doing um, my my kryptonite is complacency and comfortability, if that's a word. Being okay. Comfortable, being <laughs> comfortable, uh, th- because I know what that leads to. So I'm big on stats and graphs, and if I don't constantly see things improving, whether it's my relationships, my finances, my business, my my uh, my kids' development, my shape, my health, if I don't see it consistently going up, I start to panic a little bit. And like, that's a, that's like a red alert. And I figure out, okay, what do I got to do to make this graph go back up? So to me, there's a lot of bad things that can happen in life to you. Uh, I call, uh, you know, bad things happen to good people. And no matter how good you do and how good of a person you are, still bad things are going to happen at some points. And that's what I call gravity. It's kind of pulling you back down. Um, And I learned that from Grant Cardone. He talks about uh, you never have a flat graph in your life and business and relationships because gravity pulls you down. And so what you need to do is you need to work constantly at improving and growing and have attention to that at all times because that way you can overcome that, that pull down, that suppressing, whatever that suppressor is. So that's what I focus on all the time is, is how can we improve? How, if we're not going better, our trend lines aren't going up month to month. We, we take a lot of focus and attention place and place it on that to make sure that those lines are going up.
1: Right. And to make sure that we're growing. Awesome. So um, like I said, we're going to talk about hard moments and challenges. And obviously um, that's just, it kind of comes along with the profession of being an entrepreneur. So what are some of those hard or challenging moments that you've come across
2: in growing your business,
1: even starting
2: your business? First of all, I think the number one thing is being a leader comes with having to hold people accountable. And as you do that, you have to really do a self-assessment on yourself first to make sure you're doing what you're supposed to do. You're developing yourself. You're getting the knowledge that you need to lead people. And if you're not doing that, it's very difficult to hold people accountable in your organization, your employees and, and partners and what have you. So that's the hardest thing I think for a lot of people. It was for me. And once you become aware that If you try to hold someone accountable, one, and you're not holding yourself accountable, you're never going to be successful. And number two, if you don't know what your partner's or your employee's goals are for themselves, their personal, professional, financial goals, and they don't share that with you and you make sure it aligns with your company's vision and goals, you're going to have conflict and you cannot hold anybody accountable because one, you don't have permission at that point because you don't know what they want. What are you holding them accountable to? And the other thing is, is that, you know, if you don't know what their visions and goals are and it's, it's not, you know, you don't know if it's aligning with your, where your business is going, you're kind of like in a a lost world. You're just kind of roaming around. So I think that's the hardest thing along with the fact of developing relationships with the people you work with, whether you're in your friends with the people, um, you become friends with them, still holding them accountable to the mission that you're on can be very difficult at times because you're worried about hurting their feelings. You're worried about them pointing the finger at you and looking at you and seeing, Hey, aren't you supposed to be doing some of the things you're, you know, I'm holding you accountable to. And then people will let themselves down and then they will have a hard time holding somebody else accountable because they're already not doing what they're supposed to be doing. So those are the hard things I think for me anyway.
1: Right. Yeah. And I think, I think that is a genuine struggle is like making sure the people you're working with, either equally or, you know, under you that you're kind of hiring on have kind of the same vision for your company
2: as you do. The other thing is, by the way, if you um, are trying to lead a team and you get pushback from someone and let's say they're not like, they're not falling into place with your program or your vision that you have uh, as a company, but they produce, they make the company money and revenue Or it appears that they're doing that. That is a big, Issue for a lot of companies, a lot of leaders, they don't understand that if they let that person go, they're going to see their business go up. That person's actually holding them back. It's not really the revenue that they're bringing in, it's what it's costing their business. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of people get held over a barrel by producers that aren't buying into the visions and goals of the company. And when that happens, it suppresses that company's growth and production and holds the other team members back. So that is another one that I would like to mention is is a difficulty in entrepreneurship and growing a business.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, it's like kinda of hard to like really it's like almost being introspective on your business, you know, and you have to look in within yourself. Now I have to look within my business and you like love it, you know like, this is my business, but you really gotta be like what's going what's working and what's not. Right. Right and so moving forward into the like current year, you know, twenty twenty has been interesting for us as entrepreneurs. How has um the past year been for you? How's growth been? Is there anything you would have redone?
2: So back in 2008, when the real estate market crashed, I did something that I'm very proud of and I want to share with people because I analyzed and paid attention to everything that was going on. And I journaled what was going on. What was going on in the media? What were the politicians doing? What were the people in my industry doing? How was the public reacting to what was going on? How did the stock market go? What was the president saying at the time? Because I wanted to know that if this happened again or something like it, that I would be prepared and I would know how to act and how to react. So back then, 2008, I saw that. And I one of the things I did notice a lot was people start to panic and they don't even know what's really happening. They just panic for no reason and they contract and they start making excuses for why they're not going to be successful due to the economy, due to the things that are happening on the news, due to the things that are happening politically. They make excuses of why they're not going to be successful. I told myself at that moment, Anything that comes my way, and remember, I told you that setbacks are rocket fuel for your future. So when COVID happened, I got my team together. We we meet every day, but I got them together right away and said, guys, listen, I don't know what this COVID thing is. I have no idea what's going to happen. I just know that this is going to be the reason that we're successful, not the reason that we're not successful. Everybody else around us, you're going to see them panicking. You're going to see the news. You're going to see your neighbors. You're going to see your coworkers and family making excuses for things. Stop working out. Stop doing the work that they're supposed to be doing. Stop being goal oriented. And you need to understand and recognize that that's happening and turn yourself back to your focus of growth and success. And when we come out of this on the other side, we're going to be more successful than we could ever imagine. Now, we also hired during this period of time. So we said, you know what? We're not going to shrink and contract. We're going to grow. So we need people. And a lot of people lost their jobs, right? So I was thinking to myself, well, man, if everybody lost their job, there's, awesome people out there to hire right now. So let's go get them. So we actually added probably about 15 employees to our team. So yeah. So we were about 25 employees and we went to 40 during COVID and our business went up 400%. So it's all mindset. Now, sometimes there's things you can't control, but I told my team, if there's a setback from anything, okay, we need to figure out something, a change in our business, a change in our daily activities to overcome it, So if we have to raise our level of action, we have to raise everything higher to make up and get to where we are, we need to do that. Now, what happened was, Katie, the thing that happened was we actually didn't have a setback because of COVID. Rates dropped. And what happened at that point was not only did we do well, we did exponentially well because we put our head down and said, we're going to be successful no matter what. The setback never occurred. So we put that extra action into place that we really didn't need to stay status quo and it exploded.
1: Wow. And it's awesome. Like, yeah, just going for it. I think is really cool. And the fact that you've like grown your team that much just in this, you know, short period of time, just like really shows like just do it, like do what you know and do it well and you'll get there. So moving now from your kind of success of 2020, what does your business look like in the next three to five years?
2: So we have a really big goal and really big vision. Now, first of all, when we have our company and we started it, we wanted to develop a culture that people loved coming to work. They felt like they were invested in. They felt like training was offered to them, not just in training, how to do their job, but how to build themselves as people, leadership, communication, emotional response, financial understanding, all these things that go into making a human being complete. And so what we've done, and we've added gratitude into the mix as well. So, gratitude is a big part of our, our organization that we show that we appreciate each other, everybody, not just from leadership to employee. But the thing is, going forward, we set a goal for 100 million in loan volume a month. Now, nobody our size does it that much volume. It's like not, not, not heard of. But I didn't care what other people have done. I don't care what's been done before. I don't care what other people are doing right now. We want to be different, we want to be exceptional. And that's what we preach every day. So, for going forward to the next year to three to five years, we want to hit our goal of 100 million a month, which we went from 4 million, by the way, to 32 million wow. in two years. That's 800% growth. But so we're a third of the way there. So, I see now from when we said when we were doing 4 million to that we wanted to go to 100, it seemed like impossible, but well, we still committed to it. Now I'm seeing the light at the end of the tunnel and seeing, wow, this could happen. And so, that's what we're really trying to focus on in our business. You know, getting that to that number and helping other people make as much money as they possibly can make. The other thing is, I have a book that's uh, it's being in in the works right now. I I say that I'm writing a bestseller because I really believe that it's going to be a bestseller. It's going to have a huge impact on people. And my podcast is called What Are You Made Of? We were going to name the book that, but we changed the name of the book to Rocket Fuel because it's more powerful. And I want to get that message to people and tell them how to fill themselves up with rocket fuel because it's not just any ordinary fuel. Rocket fuel is powerful, right? It puts you into orbit, and uh, so I have a book that that's another goal for the next year to get that out and uh, get that on the bestseller list.
1: Awesome. So, in talking about next year, twenty twenty one, you know, what is what is um, success or goals look like in twenty twenty one?
2: So, twenty twenty one would be, I would think, I want to try to add another twenty to thirty employees to our team, and continue to develop the people that we have. So the idea is when we bring people in, we want the other people that are there to welcome them with open arms, help guide them and show them how this is how we do things here. And basically, if you think about a snowball effect, where it gets to the point where we can't even control in a good way, how how many people are coming into our team, how much business we're doing, everything is just running like a fine oil machine and growing by itself. And so for the next year, that's kind of what we're looking for. And we're focused on that. The other thing is rates have dropped significantly, so we're in a, probably the first time ever where there's going to be a refi bubble and a per- – not a bubble. I don't want to call it a bubble, but a, a refi boom and a purchase boom in the same time, time frame. Yeah. And so with that being said, we have a lot of business that we can go after to help a lot of people, and we're just looking to load up.
1: Awesome. So um, as we're nearing the end of our interview, it went by really fast, but – uh, I want to flip the question and I want to ask you, how can our community jump on board and support you in developing your vision?
2: So as far as the mortgage side of things, if anybody has a mortgage or needs help with that, they can reach out to me. Um, I'm best found on uh, Instagram at Mikey Crock uh, with no K, M-I-K-E-Y-C-R-O-C. Uh, you can DM me there if you have questions on that. But what I really want to focus on is getting the people building movement out, the what are you made of movement with the podcast out and help develop people. And if anyone's listening to this and feels like they know of an organization or themselves need help building themselves in certain areas, everybody's got a weakness, right? And where they want to develop, please follow my content at Mikey Searock on Instagram. Get on there, check it out, follow me, engage with me. I will help you better your life. I, I'm dedicated and committed to that. And just for your audience too, when the book comes out, I'm going to give them a free copy if they go to themikecrock.com. Awesome. themikecrock.com. And then they subscribe there. They'll get a copy of the, uh, the book when it comes out at the end of this year.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you again, Mike. It was so wonderful chatting with you today. And it was um, just awesome learning about your business and how you've grown and what you've gone through. And it was uh, awesome chatting with you today.
2: Thank you, Katie. I appreciate you having me. And by the way, LinkedIn is powerful, guys. Network on LinkedIn, send messages to people, let them know that you're, you know, paying attention to their content and give them feedback. It goes a long way, right, Katie?
0: Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the Leverage to Scale show. If you are a purpose-driven business owner or professional who would like to have a global impact by being interviewed on our show, please visit leveragetoscale.com forward slash guest.